0: Welcome back to Spinal Tap Minute. This is episode 19 of Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This Is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com.
1: And I'm Sean German of 5 minutesofmimecom And with us today is our special guest from Back to the Future Minute, Nikki Menez and the news.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Can I, you you can totally say no if you've done this like 35 million times, but what's the origin behind uh, the show's intro that you guys do? Oh, the origin
0: behind our intro.
2: Are, are those all quotes from the movie and I'm just like not remembering any of them?
0: Well, none more black eyes is the only specific. So that that's in reference to the album where they that which hasn't happened yet in the movie as far as the minutes we're at. But when they finally get the compromise with the compromise album art, it's just black, 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 and they (laughs) say how much more black. Could this be none more black?
2: None more black? Okay, cool. That was just (laughs) me being a fake fan, I guess.
1: (laughs)
0: Yeah, so... um, You just have to keep watching
1: for uh, for that minute.
0: This is a good um, opportunity to say that I thought that up, you know, a few months back when I decided I wanted to do the Spinal Tap Minute podcast. And I would love some feedback from our listeners on if they have a nice way to to do an intro like this instead of where we analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes. I would love to hear your ideas. You can email us at spinaltapminute at gmail.com or you can tweet it at me or uh, send it through Instagram Any one of those ways, and uh, find me a new phrase (laughs) or tagline, and if I like it, I'll say it, and I'll attribute it to you too. So that would be awesome.
2: There was a show uh, on Fuse that was kind of like a uh, like music talk show, Mm -hmm. and it was called Stephen's Untitled Rock Show, and they would Mm. interview like rock (laughs) bands. You know, it was very like My Chemical Romance, like you know, Thirty Seconds to Mars, like that generation Mm -hmm. of stuff, but. The, the point of the title was he was holding a contest where you got to name the show. And finally it was like the big special uh, announcement of what the show was actually going to be called. And I was watching it and he used to watched the show like every day. And he was like, and the winner is Steven's untitled rock show. That's still going to be the title. <laughs> of the <show>. We do not <laughs> want to pay for any new title art. Goodbye, everybody. And right. that was like my, that was like my drink your oval team. Like, Mm-hmm. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
1: So I'm anyway. guessing this was before the internet or before the World Wide Web.
2: Oh, this was this was well into the internet. I just didn't have oh, it yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Texas.
0: How long have you been in California?
2: I moved right before New Year's Eve. So like December 28th, oh, wow. 20 well. And yeah, I and yeah, but like I had never really I've never been to Disneyland. I've never been to Disney World. I've never been to Universal Studios. I've never been to Disney's California Adventure, and and uh, it's really funny because Scott is like a huge, 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 uh, uh, like passionate theme park nerd. Mm. Um, mm. Like he just he knows everything. He, he loves he loves it, and I've just never been. But now that I'm in California. I want to because it's so close now, and so I, I think like what I what I what I might do for my birthday is like <laughs> I don't know, like buy one ticket to Disneyland. I don't know. Yeah, Is, yeah. That, is that okay? I don't want to. Yes, that's
1: it. okay. That is okay. I,
2: you
0: mean should, to go by yourself? Is that what you are saying? One yeah. ticket?
2: Yeah. I don't know because like who's who do I take to Disneyland? Like that's I've never had that problem where you know Scott. Scott. Well, Scott. Scott. <laughs> Scott's not in California. I should just fly him out. Yeah.
0: Well. Yeah, I mean, but going by yourself could be really fun. Um, yeah.
1: I know. So is it is it better? Going by, going by yourself is good, though. Okay. Would it be better? Heidi, would it be better if he brings like an experienced Parker to kind of show him around?
2: Oh, the first time? yeah. You know where all the Mickeys are,
0: so to speak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give you a little. Yeah, it is. That can be an advantage, especially when you're talking about. I guess they have those fast passes and things, ways mm. to kind of work your way around uh, but yeah, but or you I could also just, just I should just find
2: that. I should just find someone that's working in the park. And I'm like, hey, here's here's 30 bucks. Just show me everything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, they're very friendly. The if, you, if you're open, you'd be like, listen, I'm you know, this is my first time. I've never been here before. You know, I need someone Help to show me. me, you know, tell me what's what. Help they'll, me. They'll take care of you. Yeah. I can't
2: find my mom.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ah, well, shall we get into this minute, guys? What do you think? Do let's
1: do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk a little little tap talk. So we're here to talk about minute 19 of the movie This Is Spinal Tap. Uh, minute 19 uh, begins with a continuation of our, our interview with Nigel and David. We end with uh, backstage at the Vandermint Auditorium in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And in between, we get Marty asking a little bit about the makeup of the Spinal Tap audience. Mm. and uh yeah so this is something
2: i think about a lot as like look you know that that's kind of the best part of going to a live show is getting to see who else listens to this mm-hmm. band that i that i like so much you know
1: yeah particularly at, at this point in history um there would have been zines and stuff like that but in terms of podcasts or bulletin boards most people the internet existed at this point but was not very widespread so most people wouldn't know anything about bulletin boards or any of that kind of stuff online so other than the your small circle of friends or people you went to school with that would be your your opportunity to to connect with the you know the community of people that shared your interest in that band and you'd, you'd go to the concert and you'd look around and maybe you saw some people you knew maybe you see a bunch of people you'd you hadn't seen before, mm-hmm. and uh, and Marty's thinking he sees a, a lot of uh, a lot of boys or a lot of young men, which we we've, we've seen mixed. So you know we've been kind of keeping an eye on the crowds, and the uh, we've seen two performances from the tour so far, and uh, we we've seen kind of mixed crowds. One certain one I felt was more men than ladies, but the other one certainly had a a, a good representation. Um, so maybe we're not seeing what, what Marty sees. Um, and then and Nigel's response is that uh, maybe the the ladies are intimidated by the gentleman in the band. And we have noticed, in, in again, in those performances, uh, that they do wear uh, – they're wearing tights, I guess. I don't know. What are they? They're, they're wearing tight spandex. trousers. They're spandex.
0: Spandex pants, Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, what I was going to mention in this minute, a couple of things, but one thing was that when they – Marty starts asking them about the makeup of their audience. Is that to me? This is when I see the most obvious break for the for the guys for for the actors. When Nige says we've got armadillos in our trousers, <laughs> sure. yeah. then you see Michael McKean like break like right there at second forty one. He is busting, and I think that's like a real break in the scene but it works perfectly so it doesn't matter you know but i, <laughs> yeah, I really
2: enjoyed that it's kind of again like i i can't remember never mind but i we we were talking i'm not sure if it was off mic or not about mm-hmm. just how 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 astonishing these these two performances are and really every performance in this movie you know comedy is so often overlooked in terms of like praise or like awards and stuff but i mean like the uh, uh, the i the the naturalness of these two comedic characters to me is like unbelievable because these are ta- characters in a comedy who because like him Michael McKean laughing feels still like part of the he doesn't break character even though he laughs you know right right
1: like, it, it could be David laughing at Nigel
2: yeah yeah and I'm like man like these and that's what kind of what Heidi was talking about about you know these feel like real people
1: yeah 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 I mean he even he he he's literally biting his lip at at one point yeah.
2: <laughs> I love. I, I think everyone everyone loves those moments when like they break. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, my favorite one is, and I love it when they leave it in. But like you know that moment in Wayne's World when uh, they're like lying on the on the car outside, and uh, yeah.
1: yeah, they're looking up at the stars at night. Yeah,
2: and he's like, "Hey, when you when Joe when Bugs Bunny would dress up as a lady, would you ever like think that she was sexy?" <laughs> <laughs> and just and Mike Myers just busts out laughing and they keep it in. And it's just such a, it's one of the most beautiful moments in a comedy, I think, because it's just like friendship. Yeah.
1: So that, that leads me to a a question for you, Nick. You, um, you mentioned earlier that you've a little bit of improv. So in your, in your performing life, or even as a, an audience member, do you have any, uh, real life spinal tap moments, any funny stories from the road, either as a podcaster or a performer otherwise?
2: God. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, uh, I once, when I was in high school, I remember I did, uh, do, did you guys ever have something called after prom?
0: Mm-mm. No. So, after
2: prom? No. So the thing of it is, uh, parents were like, hey, we don't, you know, what, what's the one thing everyone associates with prom? It's like going to a hotel and boning. So right. they're like, how do we prevent there? Or like, God forbid, like driving around drunk or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're yeah. like, how do how do we prevent this? How do we? So what high school started doing, at least in my district, in my neck of the woods, was they would um, hold events at school called after prom. So after prom, you would drive back to the campus and it would be, there would be like bounce houses. There would be like mechanical bulls. There would be prizes. <laughs> oh there would be like. God, you really Minnesota. did
1: grow up in Texas.
2: But the thing of it was. Once you were in, after, like, 11, you had to stay until sunrise. They just you lock could, you in the
1: gym.
2: They would lock you in the gym, but they would make, like, a fair out of it. They would do – they uh-huh. would really, like – because the point of it is, like, hey, don't go out and, 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 and have sex. Come stay with us at your school. Um, <laughs> and have sex. And have sex. <laughs> Find find hidden rooms that we forgot yeah. to lock. But at sex. least
1: you're not out on the road and, and Yeah,
2: everything. yeah. Okay. Uh, so I once had to do improv In front of those (laughs) kids. Uh, A friend of mine who's who's still my friend and we still are working on stuff like together to this day, uh, Hunter, agreed for some goddamn reason. Like as a teacher, we're like, oh, a bunch of the improv trooper kids are here. You guys should put on a little show in front of these like kids that are it's like four in the morning. Mm. And I don't even I just remember it was like and then, you know, performing in front of frats in college and yeah. i've actually been really fortunate in that i can't really remember a time on stage like professionally if i ever had like a heckler you don't get a lot of improv hecklers that's the, good the, the, the <laughs> way that you do stand-ups i mean or right like, right yeah i think it's because who knows you know I, I think it's because stand-up is a kind of like a magic trick like people are kind of watching it waiting to see if you're gonna like mess up like or they don't want you to mess up who knows i don't know But, yeah, so no, like, technical problem. I mean, I think every... I I remember I was doing this play once. uh, It was, like, a 24-hour play festival, and I wrote the script. So I wasn't even in the show or directing. I just wrote the script. But I was super stressed out and hadn't slept in 24 hours. And the only set in the show were, like, four or five columns. And I was using that to look like a wall. Hmm. And two minutes into the show, something happened and one of the towers fell over, and knocked <laughs> into the other one, which knocked into the end like a domino. <laughs> and it was like the biggest noise ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just remember that was my I was I went mad. I like I was laughing, but also crying. Yeah, because um, right. I was just so sleep deprived. But L- yeah, so, yeah,
0: lack of sleep. And yeah. by then, it's just like this. What can you do? There's nothing yeah, you can really do. Yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> Back to this minute, I was just noticing things in the minute that were interesting, like yeah. the – so we, we – <clears throat> I think we already identified, or maybe we didn't, um, that this is an H salt fish and chips. We, yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, this, this is the minute where you can definitely see the H salt sign behind Nigel.
0: Yes. And what what I noticed that I just thought was interesting looking was behind Marty is this wallpaper and you can see it in like second 13 and 14 and such. But I think that's at first I thought it was just like a textured wallpaper, which it is, but I think it's fish. I think it's fish. Oh. It almost looks like. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of. I'm not sure what. No, I've
2: actually never heard of H. Salt. Is that an American restaurant chain?
0: Yeah, it's. I guess it's a West Coast chain. So technically, it's they shouldn't be there. If
1: yeah, so I they're think order. they're supposed to be in Atlanta. The most recent identified location was the um, was the Recording Industry Convention in Atlanta. But this is a. I think it's strictly Southern California,
2: much like Arizona,
1: L.A., Orange County kind of chain mini chain there's a dozen or so locations so that kind of identifies them as uh you know they're not filming on location in atlanta
2: okay so it would be like if they were in like a like a fat burger
1: right sure or like an in and out in and out
2: yeah yeah yeah. although now there are and there's an in and out in my hometown in texas now
1: oh trippy oh yeah but you've got what a burger right so
2: yeah so what the hell do i need in and out for
1: (laughs) exactly exactly yeah and so there's an interesting tie in. So they're they're in a, a fish and chips place and uh tomorrow is Good Friday.
2: Right. Yeah, so there's yes.
1: a, yeah, so this would be the time of year where people would be uh, you know, eating their their fish and their fillet o fish on Fridays mm-hmm. and
2: and I haven't done that in a while. I was raised Catholic, so that was definitely a, a part of growing up was like during Lent, you just didn't eat meat on Fridays. So I would always be like, "No burgers or pizza. What the like? You know, <laughs> yeah. one of the cool '90s foods that I love so much." Then you would. Then that was a special time when you could like go and get the only kind of fish that kids like, which is like when it's like fried and like in like ob- oblong stick form. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, fish is great when it's made. I have I, I've yet to try the seafood out here since moving west, but I, I need to. Oh yeah.
0: Well, you'll have plenty of access to Yeah, it.
1: Just like a good, like, like a fish taco, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're near the ocean, so. Uh, yeah,
0: like, go catch see one. See There's, um, yeah, I, I was talking about this earlier with Sean before we started recording that I had recently seen that movie called The Founder about Yes. So yeah, Ma- mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, um, then after that, my, after watching that, and I, I did enjoy that movie. I, I love a, a good period piece. And sure, also, yeah, he plays a real jerk, great <laughs> rock, but, um, more than yeah, And then place. after watching that, then, um, uh, my husband noticed, I forget where, somewhere, some little something popped up on the internet that mm-hmm. caught his eye about, the origin of the um, of the fillet of fish, which is actually, if I'm going to McDonald's, that's what I usually get is the fillet. Wow,
2: that's that's like that's like a that's the most badass thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what he says, like the the I think the article started out with like, why is this item on there when it's something that is hardly ever ordered? Yeah. And it is because one of um one of the franchise owners noticed that in his neighborhood Fridays took a huge dip so he was doing well with his 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 um you know in his market but we live in Boston? Uh, Fridays I don't remember you know what I, I looked it up and then I just put that part away so really
2: really Catholic neighborhood I guess
0: yeah it was a very yeah. Catholic to Catholic neighborhood <laughs> and um so he he researched and decided he wanted to put this fish sandwich on on Fridays, you know, to really take advantage of that. Yeah, um, because that's what he figured out it was, you know, the people are going, he did his, you know, his local research. And then he brought that to Ray Kroc and Ray Kroc said, no way, you know, I'm not adding this fish sandwich, it'd have to be in a whole, whole different fryer than the French fries and this and that and the other are yeah. not, you know, not cost effective and all that. And Ray Kroc was trying to, at that time, still put out and uh, make popular his Vegetarian option, which was the um, Aloha burger, which was just (laughs) a slice of pineapple. Before before you, you um,
2: before you said anything, that that uh, my brain was like, "That's disgusting." (laughs) So what? Okay, so I'm I'm sorry, I I, I interrupted you. Flex. Yeah, no. So.
0: So it was a slice of pineapple between two buns, and you know, just simply that. I mean, that's maybe, like what a thrown on the grill.
2: It makes yeah. in his kitchen when he like can't. Leave the house. Yeah. Right. Well, that's when you the discover whole, the only I thing you I... have
1: are, are hamburger buns <laughs> and like canned pineapple slices. And that, well, I could go out or I can just.
2: <laughs> I guess this is something about me. I'm going to have to deal with.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So anyways. So Ray Kroc. Uh, this guy was really adamant. You know, uh, that this is how ha- this is the only way his business was his yeah, his the- franchise was going to work. So they had a contest. And that Ray Kroc said, okay, whoever sells the most of their offering on this particular Friday, that item will be on the menu, McDonald's menu, forever. And so, lo and behold, the <laughs> the Aloha Burger, which people kept coming back up to the counter and saying, where's the meat in this hamburger, um, was not a success, and the filet of fish was, so... That's the story of the, the filet of fish and Fridays. And I'm glad
1: because I, I like the filet of fish Yeah, I think the people chose uh, chose well in that case.
2: <laughs> I can't imagine the Aloha Burger was going to, like, you know, like, evolution was going to take care of itself on that one. That
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, but that does remind me, you know, you guys talking about that, like, a college kid, you know, making yeah. f- just figuring that as I remember Mm. my first apartment, I think I had a job, I had low rent, you know, it was I had money coming in. But I had this thought in my head that when you're at this age, when you have your first job and your first apartment, that you're supposed to do everything on the cheap, you know, as much as possible. And you so I kind of like, I guess what I'm saying is I could have afforded to eat better. But I thought this was how I was Mm. supposed to eat. So I would, I would get ramen. And you know, that's classic, of course, eat ramen. But to make spaghetti, I would buy, I would cook the ramen without the seasoning packet, and <laughs> okay. then have a small can of tomato sauce and a few sprinkles of, of a uh, you know oregano or Italian seasoning, and that oh, was well, my Oh, That's not favorite. bad. I thought, you were, I thought you were gonna say
2: like I thought you were literally gonna say then I just put ketchup on
1: ramen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's actual tomato sauce. That doesn't sound so bad.
0: Yeah. Eh, It wasn't great, but, you know, yeah, it was before I would, you know, learn to really, you know, use fresh garlic and, you know, herbs and all that stuff. But yeah. And now you just have Blue
2: Apron.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They send me everything I need and I just cook it under 40 minutes and have a fresh meal for the family.
2: There you go. Promo code Spinal Tap, you can get <laughs> no. your don't first three
0: meals for free, that even won't the shipping is paid for. <laughs> Legally
2: I don't, we have to say that that won't happen if you do. Yeah. That. We well are we just... we know we we don't
1: know for a fact that oh, it
2: that's won't true. Happen. There could be some weird by a twist we, of fate yeah. there could be something we
1: don't know we about. We don't know that yeah. it will. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, just put in the promo code Spinal Tap Minute and uh you know, it'll be an active you know, I discovery. Should
2: I should just try typing <laughs> in
1: random words. And see yeah. what happened. Like promo code <laughs> Garbage Can. Oh,
2: that's a part of <laughs> Lobster Time. Hey, look at that. I got a <laughs> free month.
0: So yeah. yeah, I think too, getting back to the the, the relationship of these right. of these two buddies, the you know, our two musician friends, is that and here's a here's a little peek behind the scenes, guys. We we recorded um yesterday's Twice. The first one did not really work out. So, so I'm kind of going back a little bit. And it was
2: seven hours long.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was a marathon, you know. There's a lot
1: of good stuff in there.
0: (laughs) So, um, but one thing that I did want to talk about again and mention, um, but it'll be new to our listeners, is just that the simpatico relationship between these two guys that have been playing music together for so long mm-hmm. it reminds me of my relationship with my brother and playing oh, yeah. music and singing with him and that I think when I you know when I watched this and he and I are you know big both big spinal tap fans that that seeing this kind of relationship and having it be so believable it was something to aspire to be you know to have that kind of closeness and to be able to pick up, you know, one person start singing the lead, and the other one start, mm-hmm. you know, throwing in a harmony, and 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 there's how I feel this fondness and kinship with these
1: musical dudes. See, huh. awesome. that, that's not where I thought you were going to go with that. I thought you were, uh, I thought you were going to talk about the gum thing, but
0: uh, the gun. Sure. <laughs> the gum. Oh, gum! <laughs> Well, I do have a question. Do you guys think it just, this is totally random, just looking at the screen. Do you think they hired actors to play the people making the food back there behind the counter? Or do you think those are just people that work at H. Salt Fish and Chips?
1: I think, uh, I kind of get the feeling that these are like the actual people. You know, that the the guy behind the counter works there and there's um, at least one person in the background we can see. <laughs> Probably just you know he's just a guy there eating his lunch and uh, yeah it seems very natural the, um, the kind of the background action so I think those are I would lean towards that you know the actual people that are that are working there
0: yeah I, that's that's what I would guess too <laughs> that they're actual employees that they paid a, a bit
2: I always wonder where those people are now like the extras you know
1: yeah, yeah. well they're not they're not credited uh, yeah you know in the in the credits, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's well, probably maybe, some guy, like, you know, told all his friends and everything, oh, I'm in this movie, I'm in this movie, and they're like, hey, you're, you're not in the credits.
0: <laughs> How do we know? Well, maybe he's, uh, yeah, maybe he's the owner back there, too, and he, they said, well, I'll, you know, as long as you get to see me in the background, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll let you
1: yeah. shoot they get, my would you get, um, Are there, like, residuals involved? You think this guy gets a check, like, every couple months he gets a check for, like, seven sentences?
0: I forever, wouldn't uh, think so. No? I would think it would be a lump a lump sum.
1: <laughs> he didn't get a, a piece of the a piece of the gross. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe he got some coleslaw out of the deal. Oh
0: know. god. I hope <laughs> not. I think he has enough coleslaw as it is.
1: Yeah, so now like I kinda wanna do a little bit of a spinal tap tour. I kinda like uh I'm on I'm on the east coast. Not that I get west very often, but uh Next time I'm in the area, I'm definitely going to hit uh, an H salt. And try I, that.
2: If I ever see one, I, I might, if it's not too scary inside, I might, I might, <laughs> I might
0: in. Yeah. Well, if you do duck in and take a, take a selfie and we'll post it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. please do. Maybe you can find that wallpaper and you'll maybe I family. can. Yeah. Well, anything else in the conversation with the guys? I mean, I, the only other notes I had was just it was interesting to see Marty's purple I guess it's a polo shirt, rich dark grimacy purple color and it's he's got a popped collar yeah. that seems to be his thing. I thought yeah, that so, was interesting.
1: Yeah, well because yeah, previously it. we just kind of saw him like o- the over the shoulder look, you know, kind of the side of his head looking at, at at David and Nigel. So this minute we get to see him. He's he's got a thing for popped collars. Um, it was a style then, at the time,
0: right? In the 80s? Yeah. 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 yeah preppy, yeah, sure. but kind of preppy. Yeah. Preppy. Him I'm and James director. Bader are
2: going to go outside after this and make fun of Molly Ringwald.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So shall we move on to here towards the end? We're we're at, at the end of this minute. We're yeah, moving so we... over to Vandermint Auditorium, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Awesome. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, so we get a little bit of view of the the marquee outside uh, the auditorium. We get a little bit of look at uh, the fans filing in. They look appropriately uh, early 80s with uh, there's lots of feathered hair in that crowd, the the men and the women. Mm-hmm. And then we get uh, we get about six or seven seconds in uh, in the dressing room. And it's always interesting. I, I found it interesting, borderline disturbing. When you see someone who's made up the makeup for the evening or for dark or for stage, and you see them in bright lights, you look at the way they're made up. It's it's You know, it's going to look fine on the stage lights from a dark auditorium, but then in the bright lights of the dressing room, they all look horrendous.
2: Hmm, yeah. Didn't everything back then kind of look ugly, though? I mean. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's pretty ex- yeah, and I think Mick Shrimpton, their drummer, I mean, he just likes to wear some pretty dark makeup. You know, he the, he accentuates, always accentuating his, his beautiful high cheekbones yeah. and some dark eye shadow. Um, well, he's, 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 he's kind of got a bit of a gothy
2: gothy look
1: yeah i was gonna say a little bit of a marilyn manson look i don't know if we get a better view of it next minute
2: he would definitely i think be like the nick jonas of spinal tap right (laughs) yeah (laughs) like like the heart or the Paul, you know the cute one
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah he's pretty cute yeah Yeah, and i love what ian's wearing here this is interesting it's like a powder blue turtleneck with that leather (laughs) vest it doesn't it seems like it'd be hot I'd feel like I'd want to wear something a little lighter than that, but i'm not I'm not the manager, so what do I know?
1: well, and he holds he's got an interesting hold on his cigarette he's like almost like a pointer where he's ready to he's ready to make a point with it but, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know so we only get a couple seconds and we get you know there's a lot more of of this dressing room scene tomorrow
0: yeah um so
1: so it Nick, if we can impose on you for one more minute if you want to come back tomorrow, we can what do you think if we hold off on our dressing room talk till then?
0: I think I can fit it in. All right. Awesome.
1: All right. So then I say we uh, we wrap it up for today.
0: Sounds awesome. good. Yeah. Okay. So, well, we made it through another episode here. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope
0: you have all enjoyed it as much as I have. That was uh, episode... 19 of Spinal Tap Minute. And I'd like to just invite you to join us. We've got a few different ways to stay social with us. Of course, you can go to our website, spinaltapminute.com. And that has the links to everything from Instagram to Twitter to um, if you haven't subscribed yet, please uh, use those links and subscribe. That really helps us out. It kind of helps us um, stay up in the ratings and people more people will discover us the more other people subscribe and give us five star reviews. So if you're if you're into helping out, that's a great way to help out.
1: Yeah, and if you'd like to uh, give us a call, we've got the Spinal Tap Tap Minute hotline. You can give us a call at 419-TAP-TAP-6. That's 419-827-8276. And uh, you can leave leave us a question if you've got a suggestion or if you've got your own little Spinal Tap moment uh, from your life. uh, Leave us your story, and if we like it, we may use it in a future episode. And uh, so, Mr. Nick, if people want to hear... More about you and and what you're into, where can they find you?
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, at Nick Jimenez on Twitter, Nick M Jimenez, that's my Twitter handle. And uh, then DuelingGenre.com is where you can find all of my other podcasts and podcasts that I'm not even on. So even if you don't like me, you can listen to uh, Harry Potter (laughs) Minute or Lord of the Rings Minute, and you might like those. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, Lots of good stuff going on over there at uh, at Dueling Genre. So yeah, yeah, check it out. Great. So, uh, we'll finish it up for, uh, for this Thursday and until next time. And so say all of us tap, tap into, into America.
2: America. I think it looks like a tiny, tiny roach. Like oh. A oh, like a joint. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like a really. Oh, strong... on his finger. Yeah. On the finger. Yeah. Yeah, like, but like be- a, a like a joint that like rod that like our crumb would draw. Like it looks right. really like small and dirty.
0: Yeah.